a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is your host, Francesco D'Alessio, and uh, welcome back to another feature. I am really happy that we've got into this sort of rhythm of tools I use, and and we've actually got a few exciting guests coming up. We're going to be talking to a range of sort of company founders as well. So this is going to be an exciting sort of period of time for tools I use, at least for digging into tools and software that's out there. So I'm really, really excited. And of course, we have um, a real sort of focus now on the podcast. So hopefully uh, you can bring up some suggestions. Uh, you can always email myself at francesco at keepproductive.com and I will happily take suggestions. So uh, a big welcome if you're brand new, but if you are a regular, welcome back. So as we begin all these features this month, a little word from our sponsor. Are you hampered by your emails? Do you spend ages clearing newsletters or even emails with lower importance that take attention away from moving the big projects forward? Well, does that sound like you? Because I was very much like this a few months ago, probably about six months ago. Then I started using SaneBox, a powerful email management tool that helped me to reduce that noise in my inbox. You can set reminders, train your emails into filtering automatically, even send large attachments in links and heaps more. Samebox is a mighty powerful application and it is August 2019's Tools They Use sponsor and it's amazing to have them back. This is one of the tools I pay for on a monthly basis and I can't recommend trying it enough. I actually upgraded to their annual plan only a few weeks ago. All listeners can get a free 14-day trial to Samebox and a lovely $25 credit to get you using the tool that offers so much. So guys, this episode is actually called Seven Outstanding Ways to Stay on Task. Now we're going to be talking about a few of the sort of, I guess these are ones that have been uh, put out there in the wild. Good ways to stay on task, to keep focused when you're working on a project or whether you're just working um, on everyday tasks. And hopefully these will be good advice that you can walk away with. We're going to summarize them in the podcast description if you do want to reference that as well. So the first one, number one, is to use Toggle or Timely. Now, these are time tracking tools, and the main reason I recommend these is because if you have an application that connects with them, that's brilliant. If you don't, that's absolutely fine. You can use these applications as a way to time track. Now, time tracking software is obviously very useful because you have the ability to track how long you spent on a certain task. But this sort of accountability for yourself actually can really become valuable. And the great thing is with applications like Toggle at least, you can go back and sort of fill in the gaps whether you had a meeting or whether you've been working on a certain task and how long you've been working on it. So this might be really useful for being able to determine what you actually did during the day, where you're spending your time. 
Now, one of the reasons I recommend it is because if you're looking to actually work out whether you are being productive or whether you need to spend less time or more time in different areas, this will help you massively. So this is called an audit. So I recommend, and what I typically do every couple of months, at least three months, is to use something like Toggle for maybe a period of time, like seven days in full, and then you've basically captured an average week. You capture literally everything from the amount of time you spent on uh, doing emails to everything to the project you're working on, and whether it's a long-term project or a short-term project, and actually using the folders to coordinate all of that and where all of these pieces come from. It. Um, so, for example, for me, it could be like YouTube preparation, podcast preparation, editorial calendar, working with sponsors, etc. And you basically want a big picture of all of the items you have. And this is a really helpful process to do because after the seven days, you basically sit, maybe it's the Monday after, um, or you do two weeks of it to uh, sort of full working week. So that could be 10 days. Um, it's really up to you on the sort of time. I know some people go for a full month and actually sitting down with that data in the reporting section, because most of these time tracking softwares have reporting sections, and going, oh my god, how much did I spend on this project? How could I improve my time? Am I spending too much time on email and administration tasks? Um, am I listening to too much content during lunch? Like, you can really establish the bad and the good habits you're doing. And it's really important to be honest and clear during this sort of period of time. So using something like Toggle or Timely, and there are tons of recommendations out there to really track your and stay on task will be really, really helpful. Okay, so number two is to introduce a freedom or forest. <laughs> so these are two uh, really popular resources. Freedom is a way to basically block distractions through the web or through Mac or through Windows, allowing you to sort of deactivate other programs that will stop you from using it so that you can sort of move forward. Um, and Forest is an application for iOS and Android that allows you to essentially build these forests from not touching your phone. They're sort of short Pomodoro timers, short sessions um, that you can start, and you don't touch your phone in those times or else the tree dies. It's a really cool concept. Um, and of course, introducing one of these will help you to improve and stay focused on tasks. So if you're working on something really important that is offline, Freedom might be a good way to actually make sure you don't go on your devices because you can block out, for example, you can block out your um, mobile devices or specifically your um, Mac devices and, and PC. It's really very specific uh, and you can get started with like a seven uh, session trial. I'll include the link in the description. And Forest is also a good one because if, for example, you wanted to just focus on your laptop work and maybe not get distracted, by your phone, maybe that's things like Facebook or checking Instagram, then actually using that Forest app can really, really help. Now, I believe Forest is like 99 cents from last I remembered. It's probably a little bit more based on inflation and all that sort of jazz, but it's definitely worth its money because you can build a forest over that period of time and, and that's a really good accountability process. Number, number three, talking about accountability, is a recommendation from many people is called hosting a buddy accountability session. So, for example, let's say you have a colleague. You could do this either remotely or non-remotely, so in the office, 
and you want to be able to stay on task or you want to be able to report back to the other person, then you've actually done something during the day. So you could set up something or something potentially with someone uh, called a accountability buddy and basically you sit down with that person and agree that you'll be working on these tasks during the week and you should have this completed there's no reason why you shouldn't have it completed and this is a great way to actually start practicing something where you're almost like burning the bridges because you're telling someone else you're telling someone else the issues or, or things that you want to do and then you're actually sort of going okay i'm going to do them and uh, that can be quite scary for some people but a really good way to work. Now, I've actually seen this in the study space at least. Uh, there are now YouTube channels that do live streams of studying sessions for, of one person and you sort of follow their study session and obviously you sort of work at the same time they work, take breaks at the same time so they take breaks and uh, it's actually becoming a really popular solution both as a remote company and also as a non-remote company. Now, number four is to plan in your breaks. This is another great recommendation. Now, planning your breaks can really help you. Scheduling in these sort of times that you can just go, blow me, that was stressful, actually is really, really helpful. Now, of course, whether you just sort of block that out on your Google Calendar or Office 365, that's a really easy solution. Or whether you actually intentionally do it, like actually go out of the room and and go on a walk around the block, but setting these periods of times that aren't too long, so you can't go four hours stint and then break. Uh, maybe you like everything every hour is a good time to break for five minutes, um, especially in an office scenario because you can't get away with breaking too much, um, at least for those companies that are a bit more rigid on that sort of structure. If you're very lucky to be working from home, again, sort of 45 minutes is a great sort of time. And if you've got like a Alexa or Google Home unit, then you can use the timer on there to set the sort of end of your, for example, you could go, okay, Google, um, I hope I'm not sending people's devices off at least. Um, you can say set a timer for seven minutes and actually go on that break hear it, um, and then you can come back in and, and start working. So that's actually a good idea to plan in your breaks, even however small they are, you'll find a lot of value in that. And you can even use the recurring schedule thing um, that's inside of Google Calendar at least to then plan them in. Number five is to don't overstack your lists. Now this is something I do and have been at least for the last couple of weeks. It's such a bad habit. Uh, and it will reduce your ability to stay on task because um, when you're in Todoist or a to-do list application in general, um, when you overstack the amount of tasks you have on your today area, you just look at it and go, this day's impossible because I can't actually do this day because it's not physically possible with the amount of tasks I got. Um, <laughs> you can really see how I've struggled for this. Um, but you actually look at it and you go, I'm going to struggle with this. And being able to just take a few tasks off or put them in the inbox um, just for a moment uh, actually just having three or four tasks or even the tasks you're doing just on there really does help you so try not to overstack your lists maybe you want to create these static lists where they're not actually given a due date and you can go into them and modify them that might be more helpful. So that's a recommendation for those to-do list app users out there. Now, if you haven't checked out the uh, feature we did about to-do list applications, I believe it was episode 49. It's definitely a good recommendation. Head back and learn how to pick your perfect 
to-do list application. Now, number six, if you are an office worker, this can be very, very helpful. Actually, building a ritual that some of your colleagues understand is a very useful way to keep on task. Actually, when you go to do a task, uh, you tend to get interrupted. I remember when I was in an office, I loved the people I worked with, but naturally with all offices and situations, you have easy access to other people, and I used to do it to them, so it's literally just a bad habit that everyone does. You interrupt people during whatever they're doing, and that can be really, really dangerous. So actually building some form of habit with your other friends and colleagues and employees is actually a good way to work. So for example, you could say, um, Bob, I always use Bob as an example. Bob, do you mind if I, um, whenever I put my headphones on, that means I'm going to do about 45 minutes stint work. Um, I'm not going to be available during that time. Could you slack me with anything that I miss if I have it? I'll have slack off, but I'll check it as soon as I finish. Thanks very much, Bob. Um, and I feel like Bob's <laughs> the name for everyone. But that sort of building a rule or a little habit. I know there are even like these office desk tools that you can now put like like flipping something over and um it actually shows you're working so you go over to someone's desk and like oh no uh this sort of digital tool is flipped he is in a worked session or something like that i've actually seen sort of on off sort of um, these placards that you can have like do not disturb placards almost and uh some people use the slack um for example, on Slack, you've got the status feature is actually like, um, I am busy right now. Do not touch me. <laughs> uh, so you can use a range of them. But as long as you tell the people around you um, and actually make that into a ritual, don't do it too often because you could just spend all day with your headphones on. And that doesn't give people the opportunity to talk to you. And it will also not be a good way because people will just interrupt you because they know. But planned interruption I guess is a lot better than just interruption with no planning. Okay, guys, number seven, and this is a really simple one that I found at least useful in the last week, and that's to open the task you're working on. It's a really simple thing, but actually going into that sort of one-page view on that task and opening the comment, I do that in Todoist, and actually just having that as focused in front of me has it really, really helped. And that's something that I'll find really helpful over the next couple of weeks at least as a good way for me to stay on task. Anyway, guys, a big, big thank you for coming on and listening to this episode. Please do let me know on Twitter at D for Delta underscore A-L-E-S uh, about whether you have any questions or whether you have more advice for those looking to stay on task. Uh, is there a few ways that you stay on task? I'd genuinely love to hear, so do send them over to me. Now, uh, I'm get, I'm really enjoying getting into the Tools I Use podcast, so we will be back very, very soon, guys. A big, big thank you to Sanebox for sponsoring. Make sure to check those guys out in the description below, a big tool that I use across my day, and uh, I will join you in a future podcast, guys. Talk very, very soon. Make sure to have a great week. Keep productive, and I'll see you guys very, very soon. Cheers, everyone. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast, a Keep Productive production. See you next time.